I'm Evelyn Glennie, and you're listening to the Evelyn Glennie Podcast. I've always admired the wonderful music education system that ignites from Scandinavian countries. Music is by no means a soft subject there. Many great and groundbreaking Scandinavian musicians of varied musical styles have and continue to grace the world with their incredible musicianship. Well, my guest today is recognised as one of Norway's great classical musicians, the trumpeter Tine Ting Helsat. Well, what a wonderful name is that. And I'm interested to know more about Tina's journey in carving out a career as one of the few female trumpet soloists and what drives her to push her creative boundaries. Well, first of all, Thank you very much for taking part in this podcast. And it's really nice to meet you because I don't think we've met in person before, have we? No, I, I don't think we have. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's great. No yes. problem at all. And you're based now in lovely Oslo. Oslo, yes. <clears throat> it's my, my hometown, so it's where I'm born and everything. So yeah. Absolutely. And can you just perhaps start by describing your musical landscape growing up? Well, um, in Norway, we have a, a very strong wind band, brass band tradition. Mm. So that's basically what I did. I mean, I, I grew up in, um, well, not, not a classical music home. Um, more like the, my, my parents played in their local band as a hobby. Mm. Uh, I grew up thinking everyone played in wind bands, uh, playing an instrument. <laughs> um, so yeah, it started as a hobby and it was very natural for me to start playing quite young. I was six when I started playing. Wow. And since six. my mom, yeah, six years old. And since my mom plays the trumpet, then I wanted to do that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I, I'm the first professional musician in the family. And um, I mean, in wind bands, we play everything, like everything from marches and stuff you know to more classical things to pop and jazz and mm. rock and yeah it's like mm. a it's like a yeah mixed and ah. I was the biggest Spice Girl fan ah. so it's uh <laughs> yeah it's very eclectic my musical <laughs> upbringing <laughs> well I it, that's interesting that you should say that because of course there's just been such an extraordinary myriad of musicians who have come from Norway and indeed all of the the Scandinavian countries and I will say I have had the good fortune of performing uh with one of Norway's best wind ensembles and and honestly the the oh, gosh how can I put it they're just so incredibly versatile you know, really Absolutely. versatile musicians. Yeah, it's it's part of that's part of their job, kind of. We have, uh, I think it's well, it's five professional military bands, and we have one non-military but still professional. Uh, my husband actually plays in one of them, mm-hmm. uh, and it's uh, it's it's really yeah. It's, I, I think it's it's quite unique, but it shows off the. So it's because of those that we also well. Or not just because of those, but it, it goes both ways. So because of the very strong, like hobby, amateur um, uh, world that came out of the military bands mm. in the old days, and then the amateur kind of whole movement of, of of playing in wind bands and brass bands started, and then now, of course, because of this, then the level of wind players and percussion and uh, being educated um, uh, at the at you know at the universities and and stuff like that are really high. So mm. then now the the level of those players in the bands are very high. <laughs> Absolutely, and we can yeah. almost relate to what you're saying because here in in the UK as well, you know, there's been such a a great history of of amateur music making and and a lot Absolutely. of the the brass playing, wind playing, choral. Uh, work and, and, and all sorts of things, folk music and so on, has come from the, the amateur scene. And it's it's absolutely fantastic. And we want to hang on to that. Absolutely. I mean, it's the best thing of all. They just play because they want to. Exactly right. <laughs> and I, I'm intrigued that when you saw your mum play the trumpet, you know, yeah. was it because, well, that's your mum playing the trumpet or was there something specific about the instrument 
itself that resonated with you? Well, I'm not sure, actually, because I, I have, like, photos of myself as a, I don't know, some months old, uh, <laughs> having a trumpet next to me, uh, kind of, and, 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 and several photos from when I'm, like, two, three years old, playing around with a cornet. Um, so I guess it's kind of, I think that the instrument really spoke to me somehow because I did start playing the piano when I was five, mm. but it just, it wasn't for me. Uh, I wished I, I wished I'd stayed on a bit longer so that I could actually play the piano a little bit now. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, it was very boring compared to playing the trumpet. How so uh, I thought. <laughs> yes. Well, it's yeah, never... I guess to a, yeah, to a certain degree, I think it, I think it spoke to me somehow. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I so. you know, you obviously had your mum playing and, and you started playing. And were there a lot of female trumpet players within the wind bands in Norway at the time? It was, um, I mean, I, I had no idea that it was rare yeah. uh, because when I grew up, uh, there was just as many girls as boys in the band. Uh, they played trombone and tuba and trumpet and horn and flute and clarinet and, you know, like everything and percussion and everything. It was just, yeah, maybe it was more like a little bit more normal that they wanted to play the flutes or the clarinet, but mm. then not kind of, you know, there was just as many. All genders were just like mixed um so I didn't know that it was uh strange yeah. <laughs> until I started like come a bit older starting kind of seeing the world a bit uh traveling and then I was like oh this is actually not it's not like that everywhere mm. and I can yeah. relate to that as a percussion player because um possibly similar to you there were a lot of you know, young girls playing percussion, you know, at school. I think there's only one boy playing percussion, can you believe? Yeah. <laughs> but then it completely flipped when I became a full-time student and yeah. I was the only girl. But then, as you say, once you start traveling around, you begin to see how it is, uh, you know, globally and in different different territories. But of course, you know, as you progressed through music college and so on I mean was there a definitive moment whereby you thought you know what I want to be a soloist um it's very strange because I always wanted to do that Ooh. I can't remember wanting to do anything else uh so probably from when I was like 10 11 years old when I knew that what that that it was a thing you know that I, when I kind of realized oh people can do this as a living Mm. Uh, I want to do that. Um, so, yeah, it's very strange. A bit naive, I guess, but it's just like, you know, <laughs> I had this feeling that this is this is my uh, path somehow. Mm. Um, so I just, yeah, I played. Uh, so I was ambitious, but I also, I have, a, like, my feeling is that I I also met a lot of the right people along the way. I had an amazing teacher that um, really nurtured the sides of my musicianships that maybe were not something that every trumpet player had, kind of. He, he saw that this is something that, that is special about me. Um, and he did that in a, in a great way um, uh, that I kind of, yeah, I practiced a lot. I was very like uh, yeah not not now I'm more like woo all over the place but when I when I studied I was very like structured and everything um yeah and then but, but I mean I I started traveling when I was like 18 so um which is a while ago now so it's it's uh it's yeah, very it was just how it is kind of it was it was what it it just kind of happens yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's it's um, so interesting what you're saying, because in a way, it's hard sometimes to describe what it is. As you say, it's like a gut feeling. It's just it's just something within yourself that you know that that is the path that you you want to follow. And when you say yeah. that you were incredibly organized and and uh, rigorous with your practice and interesting that you had someone actually look at the science and, and look at you, i.e. your 
kind of engine that you had to work with in connection with the trumpet. And now you said, oh, you're a bit kind of with, with bits and pieces. What, what do you think has changed there? Is it just um, the nature that, that sometimes travel, uh, you know, ignites and that, well, you never quite know what's really going to happen, even although things are organized, but you've just got to go with the flow and it disrupts your practice schedule and, and all sorts of things? Is it just life in general? Uh, it's a bit of all, I think. Uh, I think so. When when I started, when I was really like, okay, this I'm going to do this, um, and when I, I was in this environment with other students, I went to quite a, a small um, school, a private university here in Oslo. Um, it was a great trumpet class. Um, I was the youngest, but um, for a long time. Um, but then also I, I went to this uh, class together with um, string players and pianists and I was the only wind player in that small group. Um, so it was, uh, I kind of, I, I mean, they practice a lot. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so many hours. I, I can't do that. I mean, physically it wasn't not for me, but mm. but I saw that that kind of how they worked, which was different from what I came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came from practicing, but but it is it's a different mindset. Um, and then I kind of combined the two, and I I think I had just this. I I needed to have the knowledge and the uh, the craft, you know. I needed to learn everything as good as I could, like I, I to to be able to. Um, well, like, and I I see that now very clearly in retrospect. I mean, to be able to suddenly. Uh, being like thrown into this world um, when you're 18, 19, um, doing soloist stuff with orchestras, traveling, to be able to kind of handle that pressure, Mm. um, you really need need to like uh, feel like you're so prepared. You, you, um, yeah, to, to handle it, kind of to feel like this is this is something that I can do, um, because I have to play well. Is there is no other option? I mean, you know, this it's just that's just how it is. Um, and and you're being compared to to the grown ups, even though you feel like a baby compared to them. Um, and it's just a scary but incredibly exciting world. Mm. It's kind of whirlwind thing that starts. Um, so I think to be able to kind of do that in the beginning, I, I needed the, the structure. I needed the, mm. uh, yeah, this, this this thing that I could like, okay, I know what I'm doing. But then I think over the years, um, I'm turning 34 this year. Um, over the years, you kind of, you get, um, yeah, I have experience now kind of, you know, life happens, things happens. Mm. um I mean other parts of your life and you I don't know I I it's not that I I, I take it just as seriously of course but I but I have more I trust my skills a bit more I I want to be more um freer I guess somehow in my mus- musicians to me as a musician I I I don't know I I yeah I like the well to be honest I like being 30 over 30 <laughs> I like <laughs> I like to I like the experience I have I, I like the experiences I've had um but, but everything so my god is a completely different world than it was when I started so I think it's it's mm. just a bit of that so I take it as seriously but at the same time I've done the hard work at some mm. point so yeah. I don't have to do that any, you know, every day anymore. Mm. It's fascinating, really, because a question that I'm sure we're all asked as musicians is, you know, what's the best way to practice? How much time do you spend practicing a day and, and so on? And as you say, you know, so eloquently that that journey changes all of the time. And it absolutely it, it that whole process needs listening to depending on where you're at at the time and and so it's fascinating to to hear that from you and I mean yeah. you know have you ever 
long to play in an orchestra in the brass section? Um, no, uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, I mean, it, I did it a bit uh, when I studied and stuff. Um, and of course, I mean, from from my wind band days, you know, playing an ensemble. I love playing an ensemble, but uh, no, it's, it's a completely different kind of job than my job. So, mm. for instance, you know, even though my husband, he also plays the trumpet. Uh, so we play the same instrument, but it's, you know, it's a complete it's completely different. We have completely different jobs. So we do the same, but we don't do the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, I would be terrified uh, <laughs> if I was supposed to play, you know, the opening of Mahler 5 or something. I mean, I would oh my God, I would be like nervous, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. But being in front, that's fine. I mean, I will. I mean, I am nervous, of course, but I mean, that I, that I know. Isn't that so funny, it's just, you know? It's just, yeah, it's just a different different way of thinking. Yeah. And I mean, the trumpet is such a, an unforgiving instrument, actually. Oh, and, yes. And talking about nerves, I mean, how do you prepare and acknowledge nerves, handle that situation, or do you take the moment as it is? Um, I think from, from a very early age, I, I didn't have huge problems with nerves so I I got nervous but I I always uh, I kind of it was always okay kind of Uh, it didn't overtake it didn't make me not have a good performance kind of so I think I was quite lucky and maybe then again that's how I work as a as a human being kind of you know my mind that that's how it worked then and then uh, in the beginning of of my professional career, I I was very nervous. But I remember it was one incident. I was maybe I don't know nineteen, twenty something, playing in Lucerne, the Cocoel, this amazing hall there. Um, and I remember, I mean, I I was I felt very sick, like that kind of nervous, you know, that people feel yeah. like. And then while the orchestra played the overture, I threw up. And I remember this very clearly. I was like, I looked myself in the mirror and I said, this is unacceptable. This is is not how it's going to be because this is going to be, you know, your life now. There is no way that this is going to happen before every concert. No, 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 no. And I've never done it again. (laughs) So I do think... And I still felt sick for a while, but it was I, it never happened again. And now I don't really do that in that silly way. But I and I, I tell this to students and stuff to be like because I do think we have so much more control than we than we think. Mm. Of course, it's individual, but I, I I felt like I decided there and then that this is not how it's going to be. Um, because I do a lot, of, a lot of colleagues that you know that that really struggles with these things. Um, so yeah, that was like a, that was a, something that I decided. Uh, and then it's the it's the whole thing of of you know playing a wind instrument. Um, it's the whole breathing kind of thing that is easily affected. It's also nice because. I have to breathe properly, so that also makes the nerves go away. Mm. If that makes sense, it does indeed. Because, yeah, a lot of a lot of other instrumentalists uh, that not wind instrumentalists um, kind of feel like your breathing is is going out of control. But I actually I can't. <laughs> it has to be. I have to be in control mm. somehow. And I'm also from very early on. I I can be very nervous, especially if there is something you know really hard that I'm going to play if it's some something that makes it a bit extra special but I I leave my nerves behind the stage door so when I go on stage then I'm not nervous anymore isn't that interesting I mean I suppose being able to talk about the subject goes a long way Um, it, it really does and it's fascinating how you just had that very straight down the line 
inner chat with yourself and, and just yeah. say, you know, this this is unacceptable and something has to change. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's quite powerful, really. And it's funny about breathing, because, of course, with percussion players, myself included, is that sometimes you do forget to breathe. <laughs> but I think what happens is that because all of the body is lined up to play something that in a way, the breathing then takes care of itself, you know, because yeah. of the, the physical energy. And watching you perform, it's it's like a piece of art in a way, because I get the feeling that you play as though you're playing an oboe or a clarinet, you know, how you move. It's, it really is is so beautiful to, to look at and it, <laughs> it feels so effortless. It, it's really quite something. Yeah, no, yeah, well, well, thank you. It's, 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 um, a lot of people say this, oh, it looks, it looks like, you know, it looks so easy, uh, which I think that it, I, I, it should somehow, I, I like that it's like that because then it shouldn't look like you're dying, you know, even though something is, is, uh, hard, uh, if you have to use, you know, a lot of, power a lot of air and you know i i don't want to get like red in the face and stuff uh i think i want people to only think of the music not the kind of sport elements about it you know what i mean like the athlete kind of thing i think it's nice to just but it doesn't feel <laughs> it doesn't feel effortless all the time <laughs> trust me uh but i have seen performances when it, if i if i just recorded them on something then I, I see it afterwards and I'm like oh my god I was you know I was really working out and it looks like it's just easy peasy but um but is, yeah. isn't isn't this a Scandinavian thing where you know it, it's uh, often very understated <laughs> you know and uh, this is a, tr a Scandinavian trait where you don't get too excited about things and, and you know everything <laughs> is under control and and yeah, well, uh, uh, it might look like that from the outside, uh, but it's, uh, trust me, it's not the case all the time, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it, I think that's also one of the things that my teacher saw, but they saw that I had um, a very natural way of playing, so to really, like, just continue that and nurture it and trying to really uh, use only the power you need to use basically physically um because that's the way to play uh, first of all it's a very comfortable way to play mm. um and it should be comfortable most of the time that i tell the students as well they might be a bit like mm, like <laughs> you can say that you know like uh but it should be comfortable i think our goal that it should be comfortable like 95% of the time then you have those 5% it will never be comfortable it's mm. like the extreme part of it but um yeah I, I, it should feel natural to play I think yeah um and that uh is something that they saw in me and then really like we worked on that um so I guess that's my um relationship with my instrument um mm. is like that Mm. which makes me be able to play for a long time without getting that tired or if i get tired it doesn't necessarily it doesn't necessarily hear it yeah. as much but it it can feel like a struggle but i don't think it should sound like a struggle if i can help it <laughs> absolutely it's it's really quite quite lovely to to yeah. to see you in action it's almost as though you're bringing the technique to your body rather than forcing the body to the technique in a way and 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 that's quite well, that's a nice way of putting it yeah that's actually a very nice way of, of putting it that's exactly how it should be I think mm -hmm. and then of course um you formed an all-female brass ensemble called Ten Ting and yes. so what was the the purpose of forming this group it was basically just a project that we did for fun when was our first concert was like yeah on my 20th birthday that was my our first concert it was basically me and the four other no, three other trumpet girls in the ensemble we studied together 
Um, and yeah, it's it, again, it's it's one event that makes this happen. We were um, we had this Christmas concert in school, and the string ensemble was playing some Vivaldi, Greg, or something, something. <laughs> and we were like, oh, we also want to play that type of music. Um, and then we just say, well, we can just start an ensemble then. Um, and since we are only girls, why don't we just ask some of our fellow students that we know that are great players and they're girls? So we did, uh, but we only thought it would be like we did the project that following summer, and we we didn't know that it was going to be something we're still doing. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it started as that. Of course, we will never have a man um, in our ensemble now uh, <laughs> because it, it, that's how it is. <laughs> that's just how it is. Uh, we're very open about that. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's just uh, we're good friends. We do. Well, now it's been a long time since we did touring because of mm. the situation. Mm. But um, but uh, yeah, a couple of tours a year. The other girls have their steady jobs in orchestras, ensembles, teaching. Um, and then we get to do some tours um, every year, which and is cool. It's very cool. And you find that playing in the ensemble uh, ignites aspects in your solo playing. You know, are there certain um, things that you notice, whether it is that teamwork that you can then draw from uh on you know is is uh is, is regards to your your solo journey i think it's for me especially in the beginning it was very important because because i so i'm the the leader uh the dictator as i sometimes uh <laughs> call myself <laughs> no the others get to also say something and like no but i mean i i'm the the leader so and and from the beginning i i I loved the idea of trying to shape an ensemble mm. and kind of kind of growing into the to the 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 part as as being able to lead an ensemble mm. uh working on the sound working on how all our ten individual sound can like get together blend um some of them they felt like they played better in tenting than they normally did. You know, like the way of having a trusting um, an environment where you know that we're great players and we're great ensemble. Mm. Then you just like you, you just you grow kind of, um, and to 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 create that energy. That uh, of course, it's not only me; it's still the girls as well. But I mean, I I really felt it like a responsibility. To, to 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 have this ensemble that that could do something unique um and and being also very very um how do you say there is a reason we're only girls so we're not not talking about it or not trying to um it's not a political statement that's not what it is but it's just the uh it is what it is, kind of. It, it's a way of showing um, young boys and girls um, around the world where we go um, that, you know, you can do whatever you want. Then, of course, we have to play well. I, I, that's also something that I've felt uh, as a female trumpet player that um, sometimes I have the feeling that, or in the beginning, well, that I had to play. It's a dangerous thing to say, but even better somehow than if I was a boy a little bit it's the feeling of just um of you really have to just play at your best of course you have to do that anyway mm. but it's just um I think it's uh, it's a bit different for girls sometimes in the beginning uh in male dominated uh, professions mm. but um but it's changing um and 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 it's great to be a part of that at the end of the day it's all about you as a musician and it you is. Have to, you know do your thing be true to yourself 
Absolutely. And I suppose that sometimes, you know, when we are talking about instruments, we often say, well, that's more of a male dominated instrument, like a tuba or a double bass and flute might be more of a, a female instrument and so on. But actually, all instruments are capable of creating male and female sounds and everything Absolutely. in between. And perhaps yeah. changing the terminology that we use. Um, yeah, you know, might help. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that we don't have to call it male and feminine kind of sides. And also, of course, when we travel, there is one. I mean, if you go into that area, there is one question that we always get um, because there are many kids in the ensemble. Uh, I don't have any, but uh, some of them have. They have like two, three kids. You know, I think it's like fourteen kids altogether <laughs> uh, in the ensemble. And when we travel, and then when some of the other girls uh, gets the question, so who looks after the kids when you're gone? <laughs> then, of course, like, all yeah. this. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I have a father. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it's it's just... But then at the same time, it's, it's, it's kind of... It's great that we get to, like, come on. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> this is not how it works you know yeah no but it's but it's it's nice then for for other girls or you get a question like is it harder for you as a girl to play the trumpet than as as a boy and I was like you know that but it's good that I yeah. get to answer this no that's a very silly question it's not true <laughs> uh, for that maybe some young girl somewhere sees it and it's like oh yeah that's true yeah maybe I want to play the trumpet so there's a lot of really funny questions that uh, my male colleagues will never get but maybe they get some other questions that I will never get so <laughs> oh, it's fascinating yeah. really and of course yeah. you you've performed all over the world with with you know all of our our great orchestras and but also you've participated in some real uh, key moments. I mean, one of them was at the uh, Nobel Peace Prize ceremony. I mean, that must have been really quite special. Absolutely. It was terrifying. Ah. But at the same time, luckily, I opened the whole thing. Mm. And this again was like, I was 20. I remember this very well. I was 20. It was in 2007. Um, and I opened the whole thing with this fanfare that just written, I got it like a week before because it was just written. And luckily it wasn't until afterwards uh, when I got off stage that someone told me, well, there's like 300 million people watching. I'm like, oh my God, I'm happy you didn't tell me that beforehand. Uh, yeah, but, but it, I mean, it's truly special to be part of these, these um, different events in people's mm. lives. And then um, on, a, on a much darker note in 2012 you opened the memorial concert for the Norwegian terror attacks um, which happened in 2011 11, yeah. and yeah and you you played from the roof of Oslo City Hall I, I mean that must have been a very extraordinary situation and and emotionally quite harrowing absolutely it was even even uh, worse or even like special actually the year before just just I was in Liverpool when it happened recording mm -hmm. actually and so a couple of days after I, I got home and then I went immediately to this kind of uh, happening suddenly this kind of memorial thing in Oslo mm -hmm. uh, where I played um, and there was like I mean, there is 600, 000, almost 600,000 people living in Oslo and 300,000 were out in the streets um, with uh, roses because that's mm -hmm. kind of like the, so the, the labor youth party, which was, you know, the youth camp that yes. was attacked. Uh, they have a rose as their symbol. Mm -hmm. So everyone had roses um, and it was just like, it was so packed. Uh, in front of the city hall, actually, um, and I played. It was it was it was just this absurd, very like out of. It, it felt surreal. It was mm. like, what is this? And I and I played. Um, and at the opening of the piece, it's a solo section, only me, and then all of these this like crazy amount of people. Um, started lifting the, the rose 
up in the air. And then I just had to close my eyes and I thought, this is not for me. This is not, this is not, I can't, this, um, I can't let this be emotional right now because this is for all these people. This, this mm. is, I can't be me because I would, you know, afterwards I cried like, it was, yeah, it was this horrible emotional, but I, but at the same time I, I felt then like, oh my God, what I do means something to someone mm. and right now it means a lot um so then being able also to play the year after which of course very special but it was also special because <laughs> at the actual concert was live on tv suddenly at the actual concert it started the wind was getting crazy and i was up on the roof uh it was very high up uh and and i'm scared of heights as well so it was but i was up and then also i had to stand to 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 for the cameras i had to stand on this thing so it really didn't feel like there was such a long way of course there was a long way but it didn't feel and actually the and the the the, the, the guy that was looking after me he was kind of holding on to me <laughs> It was just on the, you know, it was the, uh, yeah, but it, but it went okay. But I, I it was this feeling of, uh, I, I, I was not in the, in the moment in the same way because I was just focused on not falling over. Mm. And also when I opened my mouth to, to breathe, then it was just like so much air. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, but it was of course a, a very special occasion, and then it's an honor to be asked to take part in these things that uh, mean so much in in people's lives. Mm. So that, um, yeah, and I think and the, of course that's very special. And the nature of the the sound of the trumpet as well. There is just something that somehow connects people whether it's the directness of the sound um, but yet it can still be warm um, the phrasing that a trumpet can produce obviously the musician has to produce it but it's it's really quite quite emotional actually there's something about the trumpet that uh, really does connect people in so many different emotional contexts yeah, I think there's, you know, the whole solo trumpet thing. I guess it's also because in the, in the military and stuff, they use that, you know, for for occasions to, to celebrate, but also in memoriam, they yeah. use it in, in the funerals, in the different, you know, they have the... So I think it's... But it, and it's something about the trumpet that... that um, I think you're right that, uh, that this just... It's it hits people differently mm. um, than maybe another instrument. And also people, the normal man on the street, um, I think have a very different relationship to the trumpet than a violin, for instance. I think it's a, it's more of a, you know, it's jazz, it's, it's all genres, but also it's a, I think it's sometimes a bit more um, accessible. But I think, and this is something that people say as well, that with the trumpet, it feels differently sometimes for people. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, as you say, trumpet can be seen in the the jazz world and in um, you know, wonderful Mexican marimbas of a specific yes. style of playing and so on. I mean, do you draw upon those uh, different elements? Are you intrigued by that and thinking, oh, I could pick, you know, certain aspects of the playing? Of course, absolutely. And and I, I play a lot of different styles and genres. Um, in my way, uh, I will never sound like Chet Baker. <laughs> uh, I will sound like me, mm -hmm. but uh, you know those kind of things that I'm that I'm very conscious about. Um, and I don't want to do things that I don't feel like I'm doing well because uh, then other people can do it <laughs> and they, that they do well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I absolutely, I, I. I'm a musician, like I said in the opening, I'm, you know, the biggest Spice Girl fan Fan when I was young. Wannabe was released when I was 10 years old, you know, it's like, it's like this, it's, it was very special. 
um, and all the different things that I've been listening to, a lot of pop music, a lot of rock, darker things during the years. But it's, it's, I'm, I'm not, I mean, from when I was young, I wasn't kind of a classical musician mm. anyway. Mm. Um, or I, I didn't know that that was like a specific thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was a bit more doing different kinds of stuff. Um, but then I realized, you know, that my 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 education is of course classical. Mm. But um, you know, so so yes, I'm I'm very inspired. I I think it's great to to work with musicians from other genres. Um, but yeah, it's, I I think all in all, good music is good music. You know, no matter. But when when you think about your your instrument, I mean. How do you see it moving forward as a as an actual instrument itself, but also the physical aspects of playing and compositionally? I do think that the I mean, speaking of the music first, I mean the music being written, there is a lot of music being written. Mm. Um because uh like you with the percussion <laughs> the repertoire is not the same <laughs> as the violinists and the pianists and and uh, the, the, all the things they have Beethoven did not write the trumpet concerto neither <laughs> did Brahms I know so surprisingly uh, <laughs> yes but I do think I have a theory actually about that because I do think that uh in that time they wrote for musicians you know like they wrote a violin concerto for this <laughs> musician so I think maybe there just wasn't a soloist around because they have beautiful things in their orchestral music, a lot of things in the trumpets. Like, so it's not that they didn't like it, I think, Uh, but there just wasn't, there was, that was not a thing being a doing solo stuff I think on the trumpet and also it's because of the instrument a bit as well. Like the modern instrument that we have now is very different than it was and it sounds better <laughs> than well who knows what they sounded like uh but it was it we have much more possibilities now. but i i mean what about stravinsky and bartok i mean yes no, i know i have no idea why they didn't i don't understand <laughs> i know but at the end of the day what can i do so it's just like <laughs> But yes, I don't know either why that didn't happen. But yeah, no, there is a lot of um, a lot of uh, great music around, um, absolutely already, and uh, and there is indeed yeah. yes. And I mean, uh, just to to talk a tiny little bit about um, your relationship with um, fame and recognition, really, because back in two thousand and eleven, the BBC Music Magazine named you as a superstar of tomorrow. And, you know, are you comfortable with recognition, with, um, you know, a lot of the things that go alongside being a soloist? Well, it's, I mean, it's part of the job. So it's like, um, if I if I didn't like being uh, sometimes in the center of attention, then I couldn't do this. <laughs> it's kind of, you have to be able to enjoy that moment. Um, but of course it's, it's not very glamorous like it looks sometimes. Um, so now I'm here, no makeup, this is me. But then of course, when I go on stage, I, you know, I dress up in great dresses, do my makeup. I, I like to, I like that aspect of it too. Um, so, so, so yeah. And I, but I do also like them that I felt here in Norway because because here I I do a lot of different things um mm. I've also done tv presenting being part of different things that have not that much to do with with my playing but at the same time I'm there because of what I do mm. uh but I'm so it's not so I've been part of things that some people only do to keep their celebrity status going on mm. uh, but I do think that it's so nice to be able to be to if if people recognize me on the street and they come up um then they do that because I've done something that they like mm. that's from this something that I know something that I'm good at so it's not just for 
being in some reality show or something. It's actually because I do something and can do something. Mm. Um, so it's it's great, you know. It's that's really just nice. But uh, yeah, it's not as glamorous as it as it looks. Yeah, most of the time, almost never, basically. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I'm now going to wind down uh, because I've taken up far too much of your your no, time. No, I'm just here at home. I mean, speaking of, I I have a day <laughs> off. I, I'm just here. My husband is working. I've practiced. It's all good. So no worries. I'm just here. <laughs> is there such a thing as a practice trumpet? You know how we in percussion um, world have practice pads. Yeah. No, you can, you can use a mute, but it's horrible. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I just practice. You the neighbors will just have to deal with it. No, I don't think they okay. can complain if you're playing. <laughs> well, I mean, practicing is not. Trumpet warm ups are not, you know, it's 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 uh, yeah, it's not the same as uh, listening to a tune, but uh, yeah, but it's so far so good, yeah. Have you learned something about yourself since the start of the pandemic that you perhaps hadn't realised before? I think maybe, um, because I've had small like timeouts before, um, mm. like, um, but then. Maybe no one else had the time out, but now, <laughs> now everyone had it at yes. the same time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's. I think it's really just been a reminder for for all, but also for me um, to just remember to focus on what I want with my mm. life. Yes, I am a musician, of course, but it is my job. Yes, it is a lifestyle, but at the same time, it's uh, it's uh, it's my job. So I have a. I also want to do other things, and also the whole thing of being with friends, um, and all those things that we've taken for granted for a long time. Um, when you couldn't do that, then, um, and I do appreciate when I play concerts now. I do think I appreciate it in a different way. I think because when you don't do that often or when you are like, I don't think it will ever, I don't think there is a possibility of being a musician will, will like not be a thing. Mm. I think it will always be that, you know, there will always be musicians. So it's mm. not like we're losing our job, but, no. but at the same time, uh, suddenly there is something happening that, that can't, people can't gather, uh, which is what we do which is what music does. So it's, I don't know, it's, yeah, it's a bit of, of appreciated in a different way, I think. Mm, yes, I, I totally understand that. I think getting that perspective and, yeah. in a way, sometimes bellows in in a career isn't a bad thing, where sometimes you do need the air to flow and just have a little moment of reflection and so on. But I think the key thing is having that audience. And I'm sort of still toying with the idea that um, with the concerts coming up in the diary where they're not quite sure yeah. what the circumstances will be with an audience, will it be streamed only, without an audience and so on, or 50% of an audience, what will it feel like playing to a a, a, a hall that is 50% full? You know, that is different than being full fool <laughs> you know yeah, there's, there's all sorts of things that that we still have to experience I think absolutely <laughs> and, and and lastly Tina what are your interests away from music or what are the things that help you be the musician you are that are not completely connected with music per se I think it's um a lot about being with our closest friends mm doing normal stuff, just hanging, uh, playing board games. I don't know, you know, like just doing stuff um, and cooking. I Ooh. love making food. I Me and my it. husband does. And then we do other stuff. We do have a lot of Lego around oh. in the house. Um, <laughs> well, not now. We've just moved. So now it's in boxes and we just, yeah, we have to see. But yeah, we're, oh. we're very into Lego. Actually, our seating chart uh, in our wedding was in Lego. Like we made a full model, and everyone had their their really? tiny figure with their name. Um, yeah, so we have uh, Lego. Um, 
and I knit. Oh, a lot. I knitted so many sweaters during this <gasps> this uh, pandemic. Oh my god, it's like wow. uh, yeah, everyone gets a sweater around me <laughs> now. Uh, yeah, so I think that's the things I do that is not um, necessarily connected. So things that are using both sides of your brain in a way. Probably yes, and then of course we've seen so much on TV, like <laughs> Netflix and HBO and Amazon Prime, and oh. you know I I don't know what you know. It's like, and sometimes being being just the two of us, not having kids, uh, having to stay inside, then mm. it's like, should we watch another movie today? <laughs> not only the one you know it's like, it's like so yes it's been a lot of that as well both uh interesting stuff and also just like pure entertainment uh making time pass by i i have an image right now in my mind of of um you knitting uh a kind of cozy for your mutes for oh your yeah oh, that would be something you know, like a tea teapot cozy, but, mm. but a, a mute cozy. How about that? That would be incredible. I haven't thought of that. Maybe that's and maybe that's something that I can. You know, if this if this music career uh, goes south, then maybe I can <laughs> do this as a. I can knit, do things for trumpets. It can also be like a full like put your trumpet into this to keep it even warmer. Exactly, exactly right. Yes, you could knit yeah. me a pair of bass drum sticks or something. That would be something. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> oh dear, on that note, on that knitting note, <laughs> you know, thank you so much indeed for, for a lovely conversation and it's so lovely to meet you. Well, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. So nice to meet you too. Maybe we get to meet up live someday. That would be nice. I hope so. I yeah. hope so. Lego, I've, I I don't have Lego myself, but I used to love Lego as a as a kid. I think every yeah. There is a lot of uh, Lego that are more for grown-ups, you know, like building huge machines and huge like buildings yep. and stuff that are really it's really something. Yeah. Like you don't think about anything. It's it's a bit like people do the whole puzzle thing. That's not for me. Yep. Lego is more. Have you made a trumpet? Trumpeter, Lego. Trumpeter. I haven't. No, I haven't. Maybe we should make a. So do you have to? Follow? Maybe we should make a trumpet, because we have a grand piano. They Huge have that actually. I would like to say a very special thank you to Audio Network for supporting my podcast. Thank you so much for listening. See you in my next one.